It's show 41 of the Rim Pro Report today, Gary Smith of DAX, as well as uh, like we do every week, we're going to take a look at the latest industry news. This episode of the Rim Pro Report is exclusively sponsored by our good friends at O'Neill Software. O'Neill is celebrating 30 years of a commitment to lead this industry. Get this, that software of theirs is installed in over 1,000 record centers in more than 78 countries, and that ranges from startups to multinationals. If you're looking for software for your RIM business, no matter where you are in that a continuum, startup right through to multinational, you need to check out O'Neill Software. You can do that at O'NeillSoft.com. Are you ready to rock? Because here we go. Yep, here we go. Welcome to the Rim, Rim, Rim Pro Reports, the one and only weekly broadcast for the Rim support services industry. Bustling with news, views, here's what I believe, and the latest updates. Let's just The show is full of interesting information, stories, yes, important product and service reviews, yes, and a cast of industry characters included. Yes. <laughs> Record center operators, shred and destruction vendors, media and electronic vaulters, scanners and imaging providers. Take note, this show is for you. Now here's your host, Tom Adams. Hey, welcome to the show this week. It is June and summer and heat and everything that accompanies that has uh, crept up on many of you. It's been kind of a weird spring and uh, for many of you, you're basking in the new summer bliss. Uh, for those of us who live in more tropical climes, uh, we're just adjusting. Hey, so those of you who are boiling this week, I hope you're keeping cool and acting and accepting great opportunities this week. This week, as we've said, we're going to be talking to Gary Smith of DAX. He's a longtime industry veteran, and uh, I'm looking forward to having Gary on the show later today. As always, we're going to check up on the industry news. And yes, uh, every week we're trying to have a living legend in the studio, and today is no different. We got we have such a good time with our drop-in guests in here in the studio, and today I, I don't think it's going to be exception. You already heard him say hello earlier. It is our friend, Homer Simpson. Welcome, Homer. Oh, man. This is the most exciting thing I've seen since Halley's Comet collided with the moon. For the record, I, I don't think that actually ever happened. Well, well, if it isn't Professor Know-It-All. Well, well, not so much Know-It-All. I, I just think you've got your facts wrong in this case, Homer. Halley's Comet never collided with the moon. I'm not going to stand for this. I'm going to call the newspapers, the TV stations, the gas stations, everybody! Well, I don't think that kind of stand is, is really necessary to you. It's, it's not going to get you very far. So how do we even get on the topic of comets? You've taken this whole conversation in a completely different direction than I was expecting. <laughs> I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. <laughs> so, so getting back on track, Homer, now, now how are things in your life? How, how is your job at the nuclear plant? Uh, are you still making things happen there? From, from what I watch on your show, it seems like you don't don't like it much there at all. It seems to me that you, rather than working, you'd probably just prefer to be out and strike. If you don't like your job, you don't strike. You just go in every day and do it really half-assed. That's the American way. 
Oh, right. Uh, so uh, you're not trying to be the best you can be. You know, grow and improve yourself and move up in the plant, get a raise and, and a promotion. I'm no longer the money-driven workaholic I once was. But but you must want something better for yourself, don't you? Boring! Boring? Well, uh, enough of the chitter-chatter. Let's check on the industry news this week. Okay, people, let's keep this short. We all want to get home to our families. Right, well, well, that's what I'm trying to do, Homer. Keep it short and sweet and, and get to the news. So let me get over and turn on the uh, news music. Let's see, what's in the news today? <laughs> well, thank you for uh, cutting in right there, uh, Homer. That's what we're doing, the news. So here's some of the news from the week. Retrievex continues its expansion with the announcement of their most recent acquisition. This week it was Record Keepers Plus from the Long Island, New York area. So congratulations to Record Keepers Plus owner John Petrusa on this sale and to Retrievex for another acquisition. Hey, it looks like Westex Document Security from Lubbock, Texas is expanding again. They seem to show up every so often. Tomorrow they'll be doing a ribbon cutting on their newest facility in Amarillo, Texas. So congratulations to John Miller and his team at Westex on this ribbon cutting. What? This is an outrage. Uh, Homer, uh, ribbon cutting is not an outrage. It's it's actually a cause for celebration. It's a good thing. Well, you know, speaking of ribbon cutting, it looks like Allsource had a ribbon cutting ceremony in Texas themselves down in the Irving area for a brand new distribution warehouse. The Irving location becomes the fourth Allsource warehouse in their North American distribution operations, and it joins locations in Charlotte, North Carolina, Ontario, California, and Barrie, Ontario, Canada. So congrats to Pete Pansell and the entire team at Allsource for this new facility. Uh, looks like the Canadian Shred console and container manufacturers are making uh, noise this week. Looks like the other Canadian uh, company, Jake Connor and crew, are actually talking about their program or the, the capacity that their a number of their containers have, and that is to be JCA. HO compliant. That's the Joint Commission on Accreditation of Healthcare Organizations. Uh, Jake Connor Crew says the 32 gallon ergonomic series console, the E console, and the 32 gallon pedigree series wheeled bin are the only industry containers that actually conform to this new GJCAHO standard. So, congratulations to Pat and the team at Jake Connor and Crew. Hey, and this is good news. Nade Executive Director Bob Johnson just recently let us know that the new Nade training video has sold over 600 times already since their conference a couple of months ago. That means these videos are now being used to train Nade members' clients on effective shredding and information protocols. This is a great tool that we talked to both Bob Johnson and uh, newly elected Nade President Ray Barry about recently. So uh, it's great to see this training tool succeeding. I feel- 
hands, everyone. This is not a drill. Right. So if you're in the uh, if you're in the uh, NAID if you're a NAID member, make sure you're getting access to that video and uh, using it as a great tool. I think it's a great way to uh, to be a resource to your clients. So that's pretty cool. Well, speaking of other training tools, Kerry McGovern, who's known as the File Man, has been on the program before and is a friend of the show, has officially released his live sales and sales management training program is a pre-packaged comprehensive process training kit actually comes in kit format you know carrie's had 35 years and been a significant contributor to so many record centers and people in this industry both uh, those who are actively engaged in the industry and he's brought so many companies into this industry uh, via the self-storage environment and you know this program he's uh he's now putting out there is the culmination of all his years of industry work and training in the industry. Well, I, I need to, you know, fully disclose at this point that this program is actually published by my company, Flourish Press. And I tell you that so you know I have a personal interest in Carrie's new program, uh, the Sales and Sales Management Training Kit. And I, I was actually in the studio with Carrie during the videotaping, and I was in the sound studio with him during the recording of the lessons. And uh, my company put together uh, the entire kit, and there's this huge binder in the kit that has sample letters, templates, and more. And I'm serious when I say that 350-page binder itself is worth the price of admission. 35 years of great knowledge stuck in that binder. This is one serious kit. This is a highly sophisticated do-wacky. No. If you don't use it responsibly, kablamo! <laughs> Right, Homer. Well, I, I I didn't know that you would actually look through Carrie's kit, but uh, I got to say, yes, it's highly sophisticated. Carrie is a man who has given much to this industry. And so if you want to learn more about this new program, you can do so at FileMan.com. Well, you know, that's it for the news. If you have any news you want to share with us, let me know. We'll be sure to pass it on. Okay. I'm going to get Gary Smith on the line. You doing okay, Homer? Oh, I'm just going to rest for a minute. Yeah. I'm a little concerned that we might be boring old Homer Simpson. Well, let's get Gary on the line. Hang on a second. Gary Smith is Vice President of Sales and Marketing for DAX Incorporated, a manufacturer and global provider of steel decking products for the material handling and record industry. Gary's also chairman of the PRISM Regulatory Affairs Committee for both EU and U.S., and he's, uh, I guess, part of the National Fire Protection Association Technical Committee 232, which is the storage of records. And I'm going to let you tell, I'm going to let him tell you the rest. Gary, are you on the line? I am, Tom. How are you today? Uh, it's great to talk to you. Um, it's, it's really good to have you on the show today. So for those who don't know who you are or who DAX is, tell me a little bit more. What does your company do? Okay, DAX, we're a manufacturer in the United States. We, we manufacture mostly corrugated steel decking for use in the construction and the material handling worlds. Okay. We do have some add-on accessories. Uh, we ship globally in the record storage environment and in the construction industry, which is a little more um, localized, we ship maybe uh, west out to the Mississippi River out of our plants in Virginia and in Maryland. So is, is there a, you have a particular sort of product set that you really, that you've developed and are promoting, right? That's correct. In the construction industry, if you go into any warehouse and you look up on the ceiling, you'll see corrugated B-deck. That's, that's a commodity. We make that. 
and ship that to warehouses and office buildings, uh, mostly in the East Coast. For the record storage industry, we've developed a, a couple of niche products. Uh, one is a punch deck for the uh, storage of boxes on shelves, and another is flu keepers, which is relatively new to help keep uh, transverse flus open, uh, again, in the, in the uh, box, uh, box uh, warehouses. And that, that, that both of those become critical because of what's happening with compliance and regulation. That's, that's correct, Tom. Just, you know, when I got in the industry back in the, uh, let's say, in the mid-'80s, I started doing record, record centers. Uh, the fire codes were not real specific, and they were open to a lot of interpretation. Yeah. Along the way, there were a couple unfortunate uh, events, let's call them, with fires yeah. in, in record storage uh, facilities. And the, the heat, no pun intended, got turned up on the design and the compliance with the fire codes on those record storage uh, buildings. Right. So give me a little bit of that. You, you kind of briefly touched on your history, but, but tell me a little bit more about your history. How, how did you get to where you are today? Okay. Um, I, I applied for a job at a company called United Steel Products back in the, in the late 1980s. Really? And at the time, the, uh, it was a rack manufacturer starting out in Newark, New Jersey. They, at the time, were shipping a truckload of, of rack a week. Uh, by the time I left, 18 years later, had um, worked my way up to vice president of engineering, and they were shipping over 2 million pounds a week of uh, pallet rack, a lot into the big box world, the Home Depots and the Lowe's of the world, and, oh, okay. Costco's. and then um, a lot into the record storage world, um, developed that market from nowhere, starting in 1990, and when I left in 2003, we had a United Steel Products had a pretty good presence and reputation in the record storage uh, world. Now you're an engineer by training, obviously to get to the head of engineering. You're, you're, what's your background in in, in the engineering field? Yeah, went to Manhattan College in New York City as a studied to be a civil engineer and uh, majored in structural engineering. So um, graduated there, and I've got now uh, five licenses, professional licenses in uh, states here on the. So your personal history obviously set up, you know, being within this industry. Um, so you have a unique perspective. You've been in in the game a long time. You come at it from the racking perspective, uh, from that side, both from an engineering mind uh, as well as a you know a sales uh, perspective. So. From your perspective, um, what are you seeing out there in terms of selling deck and rack-related products? What are you seeing in the industry that are specific to you uh, and and maybe off of that, uh, the trends that are starting to emerge from your perspective? Well, I'll, I'll talk to two things, Tom. I can talk to volume. Yeah. Then I can talk to compliance. Okay. Uh, volume first, and I'll break that down into two markets, uh, and I'm fortunate. I, uh, we, we kind of brand ourselves as a Switzerland. We're, we're kind of neutral. We're friends to everybody. Yeah. Uh, we, we sell through several channels, direct, through dealers, through resellers. And I get, I'm fortunate where I see a broad view of a lot of the projects that are out there. Right. Uh, I don't get them all. I'd love to get them all, but I, I, I do have a good feel of, of what's going on out there. Yeah. In North America, as far as the volume, it certainly has, has slowed down. Uh, the last two, three years has definitely, um, I would say it's not even flat. It has actually gone down. 
Um, and that's driven by a lot of the the global or the multinational firms. They've definitely pulled back on their uh, construction budgets. Yeah. Um, what's driving that? Uh, you know, everybody will tell you something different. Is it shredding? Is it, you know, papers going away? Is it the economy? But uh, it's certainly slowed down on the big, the bigger players. The, the startups and the regionals or the consolidators, as I like to call them, they're still busy. Um, they have continued to um, put up new facilities. Yeah. Um, but And then on the global guys, they're starting to uh, turn around. They're starting to come back to us for, for more projects uh, in North America. Uh, globally, I'm not in every continent, but the continents I see, Latin America is busy. Yeah. Uh, Europe is busy. Uh, Asia and Australia have seemed to slow down in my world. I do hear that um, India is very busy, but I have not uh, I have not seen any of that work myself. So, from from the actual uh, volume of stuff going on out there in terms of sales, there 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 seems to be a shift. You feel like it's maybe coming back a little bit. Yes, I, I do. I do. I would say, starting in the beginning of this year. There has been a, a definite uh, uptick in in the volume in our, in our world, and steel pricing is has been level, and that impacts a lot. A lot of uh, record center owners will actually watch the the global steel pricing. Yeah, since a big chunk of their facilities, be it the building, the rack, the sprinkler pipes, the yeah. electrical conduit is, is driven by steel pricing. Oh yeah, they'll watch that, and it's leveled off, starting to retreat slightly. So that may bring some more people to the. Uh, the buying table. So let's then hop over to the other side, compliance. And you you obviously are very involved in the compliance side based on your work with the NFPA and with uh, regulatory affairs. Uh, what are you seeing uh, compliance-wise as it relates to, to racking and construction and uh, and all the, the kind of stuff that, that you have a unique perspective on? Well, let's 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 just take a look at the at the the owners ability to to grasp and um, understand compliance issues I think that's gotten much much better over the years yeah uh, when I first got in the in the industry you know it was you know put up some rack you know if I need sprinkles if the fire marshal tells me I'll put them in right but that's changed significantly the the members I give them a lot of credit they come to the seminars at, at the prism conference they listen to the salespeople in the industry who are all very good all the rack of providers that are out there servicing the record centers uh, are good. They're all up, up up to speed, and they educate the owners. and The owners listen. And on the unfortunate, you know, thing there have been some events over the years, and uh, nobody wants that. So they do what's suggested to them. They follow the codes and they mm-hmm. buy the right products uh, to protect themselves. So, in general, you're seeing a much, uh, uh, from an ownership perspective and a buying perspective, a much more uh, um, buying much more towards compliance orientation in their racking systems versus just putting up rack. That's correct. They're yeah. much more educated in the North America. Okay. <laughs> in the North American market, uh, I've done some conferences around the world, and depending upon where you are, Europe, they're pretty good. Asia, boy, it's it's hit or miss. Um, okay. Uh, some people are are up to it. Some are not. Some don't. Some don't even understand sprinklers. People, people, and now there are other systems out there, smoke detection. But um, asking any of the fire protection engineers is nothing like water to to uh, to prevent a disaster. And some pl- 
places don't have water. Some places yeah. don't have enough water. So yeah. The compliance issues as far as sprinklers and the products used in a sprinklered warehouse, you know, open decking, flu keepers, it, they don't even pertain to a lot of these places. Hmm. So what what's happening as it relates to compliance with uh, things like NFPA? Is, is that whole process still in flux, or is that standard sort of been... Uh, 232 been set and is solidly in place for a period of time. Where are we on that? Okay, there's two standards that impact the industry. The first one, NFPA 13, is the sprinkler standard. That has been pretty much put to bed after the fire test that Iron Mountain funded back in 2007. Right. Um, So that's for for catwalks. There's a specific prescribed method of putting the rack in and putting the sprinklers in. So that's pretty much under control. Uh, 232 is a standard not necessarily adopted into law around the country. Um, it's more of a user's guide, let's call it. Okay. Um, that has, uh, we just finished the 2011 cycle. It comes up to vote next month, or this month now, uh, two weeks from now up in Boston. And the, the uh, volunteers from our industry that are on that uh, committee Specifically, Larry Varn and, and Ward Como did a tremendous job of getting all the hidden landmines out of that document. Oh, good. Uh, making it much more user-friendly and much more uh, realistic. There were some things in there that were very unrealistic for the industry. So uh, we feel it's cleaned up pretty good. It should get uh, passed here in uh, two weeks in Boston. And when it is picked up by a fire official or a, a building official in, a, in the jurisdiction, it should now be user-friendly for the members of PRISM and their uh, record centers. Oh, cool. And so you you and, and other people in the industry, like you just mentioned, have been very involved in making sure that when that hits, uh, the industry is protected in a way from what was in there already. Yeah, there's, there's uh, meetings uh, several times a year and uh, conference calls and votes taken. But, yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's, a, there's probably half a dozen of us that go to these meetings and you know do our best to try to protect the industry. Now it's a tug of war. There's people on the other side that want to, you know, that want to sprinkle for every box. Let's say on the right. <laughs> most extreme, but right. but we do our best to compromise. And um, if you make if you make valid arguments, usually it wins the day. So let let let's kind of switch gears a little bit and. Um from your perspective with your knowledge of, of compliance, your knowledge of the racking uh, development and, and, you know, the, the engineering side of that from your history, from your, your intimacy with the industry because you've been around it a uh, long time, uh, let, let's talk to the people who are typically listening to the show and what are we, uh, you know, as record center owners, as startups, as people getting involved in this, what are we neglecting to think about? What are, what are the, you know, what are some of the areas that we're, we should be aware of that we tend to be ignorant of? Oh boy, that's a good one. Well, I, I would say to just do it right. Um, if, if you're, if you're someone new in the business or if you're looking to uh, expand, take advantage of the professionals out there. Uh, there's a lot of knowledge the vendors uh, yeah. do it do it right uh, especially if you're a startup and then your your ultimate goal is to flip your business to a bigger player uh, it's going to have a much more value if you've got a client system with uh, fire protection and the racking that goes along with it 
One thing that has popped up recently, and I talked to this at the PRISM conference uh, several months ago in Miami, there is a new code in the um, international FAR code, a new section, that deals with flu spaces. Uh, flu spaces are very important in a rack structure to let the water down from the ceiling sprinklers. Yeah. Uh, you're supposed to keep a couple inches, three inches on the, at the end of every uh, shelf beam. People, it's hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> Maintenance-wise, boxes like like us humans tend to expand over time. <laughs> and, uh, and to keep that three inches open is difficult. Well, the new fire code, a couple fire marshals in California get tired of asking their customers to do this. Yeah. Not so much in the record center industry, but in the general warehousing world. So they put in a code change that says they can now require a device to be put in place. So just just a little, you know, anybody that's in the business, keep your maintenance up. Try to keep that flu space open. It, it, it does work. The tests have proven it. But if you, if it's not there, somebody might might force you to do something about it. Oh, so, so you're seeing that. So it's already rolling out here in California, and you're starting to see that uh, affect different places in the country now. Yeah, it started in, it started in California. The, I'm the sorry. actual document gets published uh, next month, and it goes into effect in January 2012. So, oh, wow. So well, people will, will be asked, not, not politely anymore, they'll be told to do it, you know. So per- permit me to make an observation. It's it sounds to me like you are are um, involved heavily in in the regulation side, and as luck would have it, Flu Keepers is the is the device that came out of your organization. I, I think that they I, I don't know. I'm just guesstimating something there. Well, it came to, uh, a client came to us to 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 develop something for him. Really. It actually, it started in my basement with a tubing bender. Really? <laughs> and it developed into the product we sell now. Um, there was a need there. And we, uh, the, 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 let's back up. The, the code always required it. One of our clients came to us and said, can you help us develop something? We did. Um, we thought it was a good idea. We took it to market. And it, it just seems to be snowballing that, that flu space issue. Again, hmm. not just in our industry right. but in, in everyone big 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 box industry and when paper warehouses and food warehouses auto parts farm marshes it's easy for them to spot they just walk into a warehouse and say hey where's your flu space you know yeah wow so, uh, so our product they were actually looking at some other products to uh, deal with the uh, lat the longitudinal which is the back-to-back flu space so, so we see a need and we're trying to as we've done since i've come to the company the dax we try to be proactive in developing products for the fire protection you know, field. So. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. Um, and, and that's one of the, you know, one of the cool parts about being in an industry that is, uh, interconnected with compliance. And there's, there's an awful lot of industries that aren't, but there, you know, we, we have the luxury of being in one that, that hits on compliance on a regular basis. And it's, it's interesting to watch as not only what, what you're doing, but even the, your, your client base and my client base as as they're responding to the compliance stuff that lives out there in our world and how that really, you know, if we're open to it, we can really do some really, really cool things around that. So. Yeah. And, and you're, you're right. Uh, I, I'm a widget guy, so I, I kind of like doing these things that come up with a solution if I can, you know, so it's fun. I, it's not, you know, competing against the other guy who's got the cheapest, everybody beats you up. This right. is something that we can, uh, you know, show and say, hey, look, we come up with it works. You know? So I, I have to ask a personal question. You've got a tube bender in your basement? <laughs> well, 
I've got every. I'm a again. I I, I kind of am a tinkerer, and I've got a bunch of uh, tools that I work with. Yeah, so I, I that's mean, how that one started. And as a matter of fact, the first the first installation we did was 50 prototype units, and I made I made them all from scratch in my face. They all kind of looked the same when I was done. But I'm, I've had a lot of fun with it. I'm uh, more in awe of you today than I was yesterday. There you go. So we, we <laughs> we've tooled up. We've we've invested significantly to to mass produce these, and uh, they're they're actually. We've got a. I just got a call this morning from the Bass Pro Shops that they're looking to do some in, in their stores, in the back room of their stores. So it's a it's a nice, nice little niche for us. Very cool. That's that's a great story, Gary. I'm I'm you know I I'm always intrigued by the fact that we, uh, you know, we see people in conferences and you walk by and you know that you're selling a certain thing and you and I have known each other quite a while, but I I wouldn't have known that story about you. So that's that's a that's really quite cool. Hey, we have we have already moved through almost 20 minutes of time and uh as you know, I I love to ask other personal questions not only about what you've got in your basement, but some other personal questions. So, uh, I got to ask you, what's your favorite car? Well, I knew this one was coming and uh, I'm going to I'm going to switch gears on you. I'm going to say what's my favorite vehicle. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to go with a motorcycle and we're going to go to Goldwing. Wow. A Honda Goldwing. So I, unfortunately, I sold. I had a bike. I just sold it last year with a had some back issues. It wasn't real comfortable anymore. And I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe I just didn't have the right seat. You know? Yeah. Maybe I need a bigger, more comfortable, smoother riding bike. So that's what I'm going to say. A Honda Goldwing. Goldwing, very cool. So if you could have lunch with one person you've never met but greatly admired, who would that person be? about admired but i think it'd be a lot of fun a sports figure i'm reading a book now mickey Mantle. when i grew up he was my he was my idol here in new york as far as a baseball player i think it he had a, a difficult time dealing with his success and i think it'd be interesting to hear it from his side how he dealt with it so i would say mickey Mantle. cool great great uh great observation and you know i i i know you and i are are getting a little bit older uh, you're still a very young guy and obviously an incredible peak condition. And I know you're about to head off to the gym, but we have these bucket lists, at least I do. And I assume you do. And there's things that we're trying to pick off, uh, as we get older, what's your current priority right now? Boy, aside from, you know, making it to retirement, you know what? I just want to keep running. I, I run these five K's and five mile races and I, I've got a couple that I've done, you know, 25, 30 years in a row. I just, I just want to keep doing them really? as long as I can. Yeah, just to keep doing them helps helps keep the mind and the body in shape. So I'm going to say that's it. As long as my knees continue to hold out, that's my bucket list. I keep keep doing the things I enjoy, which is uh, trying to trying to stay in shape and keep running my little races here. Very cool. Well, Gary, it's been a, a pleasure. I am a uh, I'm a fan. I am I'm I'm impressed again by the fact that you're you know not only are you outselling you know, these, these things, but you're actually tinkering to make them in your basement and producing prototypes. And, uh, I'm, I'm impressed. So thanks for spending some time with us today, sharing your knowledge and some uh, ideas and thoughts about what's happening in the industry and look forward to talking with you in the future. Tom, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity. And I, uh, you know, plug for you. I enjoy your show. I, every, everyone you send me, I listen to it. And I think it's a pretty cool thing that you're doing too. So, uh, congratulations. All right. Thank you. Good talking. Take care. Bye.
Wow. You know, you can be in this industry a long time and miss the chance to get to know really cool, incredibly resourceful people. And thankfully, we've had a chance to meet another one of those people today. If you're trying to impress me, you failed. Uh, I, I wasn't talking about you, Homer. I was referring to Gary Smith. It was it was really good to have Gary on the show today. He, he's been such a, a stalwart in the industry and fights every day on behalf of us, like you learned in the uh, in the NFPA and and those different areas. And he's he's an incredible resource. And so I'm really grateful that he's been on the show today. And you know, special thanks to our exclusive sponsor, O'Neill Software. O'Neill provides regional coverage and support for more than a thousand clients uh, all across the world, the Americas, Europe, Middle East, Africa, and the Asia Pacific. As their clients will attest to, they have both reliable software and then they've got a team of people behind that uh, that's dedicated to keeping it that way. So you know, the, it's premium kind of technical support and customer service that you can count on. And if you want to be a part of that, you can learn more about them at O'NeillSoft.com. And that's my cue to exit. Yep. Well, that's our cue to exit too, Homer. Thanks for being a part of the show with us today and hanging out in the studio. Next week, we're going to be chatting with a Victor Hernandez from Mexico about his rim business. So I'm looking forward to that, and I hope you will too. If you have a cool story, I'd love to hear from you. So, uh, you know, bottom line, we're interested in what's happening in this industry and what's happening in your business and in your world. So let us know. Hey, have a great week. Make some cool things happen in the heat. We are out of here. Thanks for joining us on the Rim Pro Report with Tom Adams. If you enjoyed the show, please tell others. Our website is www.rimproreport.com. Where you can find show archives and a whole lot more. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Incorporated. Join us again soon.